The following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. to another episode of the Tommy Faithful Podcast. I'm your host today, CJ, and with me I have... Uh, your regular host, Sketch. And joining us... Editorial writer, Laser Kid. Yay! See, Sketch was thinking, you know, CJ, it, we can, me and you could just do a podcast with ourselves, but that could lead to a very short episode. So let's try to find at least one other person. So Laser so graciously decided to join us as we get excited... For Dr. Stone. Ooh, very uh, excited. <laughs> well, recently uh, we got an encore run, which I think is really cool, especially considering how I think really fa- fan favorite or how much of a fan favorite the series is with Toonami fans. So it's it's just nice that uh, it gets to be a show that I like, that I can actually sit through and watch, and that I seem to think a lot of people enjoyed as well. And, you know, we're going to talk about the second season. Kind of not so much the nitty gritty of what happened in it, because I just. We all saw it. And even if you didn't, you can check it out on Funimation now, both subbed and dubbed. So by all means, if you haven't had the chance to catch it and you need to binge it, there's your place to go. Or you can just do what a lot of us are doing and rewatching it on Toonami at three in the morning. There's all ways for you to catch up on Senku and Taiju and Tsukasa. But um, in any case, in any case, I'm really glad to have you guys both in. Laser has been a huge Dr. Stone fan. I don't know if they're called Stonies. I don't know if that's. I, no I don't know if that's been coined by them. Stoners. I mean, I know that oh one's God. been co- been Hope coined. Um, and Sketch, obviously, uh, I think it's one of his. I wouldn't say like all time faves, but I think it's one that he looks back like fondly and loves the property itself. And I really loved it. Um, I remember uh, when the first season debuted at Anime Expo. I was such a little kid, and you know, excitement just because of how they really got that authentic feel from the original source material which i really liked i uh, remember how hyped you were yeah oh that's right you were i thought it was just v lord and uh his sibling that joined us for it but that's right you were there and i think I even sakaki if you remember i think you were with your group of friends because that was before a uh, laser thankfully was able to join us at tsunami faithful but i do remember him mentioning that he was very excited for it too so as you can see we have a lot of dr stone love uh on this podcast and i'm, I'm excited to talk about it i i I like it because it's different. And I, I know Laser has touched on this with mm. uh, articles and things like that. It's different. And while there was some, you know, typical action that you get uh, throughout uh, Dr. Stone, it's different in the type of dramatic feel that you get with a typical Toonami show. And I like that. I really like it, especially considering they give us a lead character like Senku. Uh, and I'm sure Laser can, you know, express this a little bit better than I could, just about how it's not your atypical type of show, and it gives you atypical type of characters as well. Yeah, uh, I really enjoy how it's out there in terms of being different. It's being able to show us things, give us information about, you know, how things work, but also just have characters that are bouncing all over the walls over anything that comes up 
Yeah, basically. And I, I guess when looking at the property as a whole, before we kind of get into nitty gritty of season two, like what does it, what does it mean to you when you see the type of, uh, I wouldn't say outrageous, but just, you know, different, the different kind of stuff that you might be able to get from this as say, I don't know, like Black Clover, My Hero Academia, Naruto, One Piece, you know, other uh, brethren uh, that are on Weekly Shonen Jump as well. I got, I got one word for you. Refreshing. It's yes. a refreshing change of pace that these characters are so fun. You have, uh, it, I kin it a little bit to Food Wars in the same way that it likes to tell you all about this kinds of stuff. Only in this case, it's not food. Well, sometimes it's food. <laughs> As, uh, cotton candy. <laughs> sometimes cotton candy, ramen, you know, they've made food. But it's all about the components that go into making these various science gadgets. And they're very detailed instructions. And <laughs> apparently it seems like they're not allowed to give the full instructions anymore <laughs> in the manga. Or I, I think I heard something to that effect, which is a bit of a downer, but I... I completely understand. This, some of this stuff is dangerous. They they made freaking nitroglycerin in this season. <laughs> I mean, they they've constantly <laughs> like, don't try this at home, kids. Thank you, Robosenku. And that's why we're gonna try it at home because they told us not to. Exactly. And I really yeah. like that type of. I I wouldn't call it necessarily storytelling, but I think how we transition from starting on a classic love story with uh, Taiju. And, oh, oh man. what's what's the girl's name? I'm sorry, I'm blanking. Yuzuriha. I want to say Yuzuriha, but I knew I was going to say it wrong. Um, but you start out with like a slice of life, yeah, romance thing where Taiju has been trying to work up the courage to tell the girl he loves that he likes her, and Senku's all like, "You got this, bro. I know you got this." He's totally not getting this. <laughs> it's wonderful. And then it turns on its head when everything turns to stone. And now Senku wakes up and he's all alone. And he's got to figure out how to live in this stone world. And slowly but surely, he he gets more and more people uh, depetrified. And then he finds a whole another small village, which is kind of conveniently related to his father, who was up in space at the time. <laughs> Just, just a little convenient. Just a little not, not convenient. Gonna lie, just, but it's, just a it's, but it's okay. The way it all comes together is just beautiful. It's really interesting and really fun. Yeah, and I really like that type of shift that they uh, kind of, sh or the shift they did on the focus of what the story was going to be. And it was still rather compelling and touching because at first you're probably thinking, oh, it's going to be about Taiju trying to save Yuzuriha, you know, and you thought that would probably be the long lasting type of over or overarching story arc. And instead it turns into this battle of, you know, very, very conflicting ideals that are just so realistic. <laughs> it's something that, that struck me more than yeah, it, it, it mm -hmm. really kind of blows me away because I see merit on both sides honestly. And I think that might be the point of Dr. Stone when you look at like Senku's kind of ideology mm -hmm. of no, we need to advance things back to the way they were. We need to go back to normalcy. Otherwise we won't survive. And then you have Sukasa who's like, uh, no, do you know what we did with this scientific advancement? Have you, are you living under a rock? Like it's dangerous stuff and it's hurt more than it's helped. And you can see both sides. And 
I don't normally think that that's kind of the type of thing that you see on a Toonami show. Like, it's very rare. At least it feels it to me. Um, you might get, like, some, uh, some other properties giving you, like, maybe, like, a half-assed attempt at it or an attempt to try to make it look uh, more there's, intellectual than it really is. But like, There's Doctor a lot Stone. of Gundam shows that are like, who's really the bad guy? And the answer <laughs> in Gundam is everyone! Exactly. Usually, yes. And, like, at least in Dr. Stone, they do have clear sides. But honestly, I, I can easily see myself aligning with Sue because, uh, you know, besides the mass murdering part. Uh, but uh, his ideal about how... Yeah, humans, when they advance things, kind of screwed this up royally. I want to make it so it's with people who share the ideas of keeping things more whole. And and so it's just seeing the story kind of play out between the two sides, I thought was rather compelling, rather fascinating, especially how well thought out the ideals themselves were. Now, were they executed properly in, in Dr. Stone? Eh, I could, I could, you know, I give you kind of an eh. The end, yeah, really. and I think the problem with at least that aspect for it was because of how short the season was. You know, it was half of yeah. what uh, the first season was, which really took me by surprise. I remember when someone was like, oh, get excited for, you know, 11 episodes. I was like, wait, what? First season was 11? Like, Not even 12? Well, yeah. wait, was it 12? No, it's 11. Uh, that's what I thought. Yeah, no, no, no. But, but it's just like. But that was that was my reaction when I heard it was going to be 11. It was like, not, not even 13 or 12? What? Couldn't even what? get that much, huh? And so I think that's why I might feel, at least on the anime side, it might have been a little bungled. Just a tad. Because there were moments where I felt like things were kind of uh, evolving too fast. And not to say, like, it was bad or anything mm, like that. We perhaps. had a. We had our compelling, you know, side stories. Um, I especially liked when Chrome was making his escape after being captured. As yeah, like, man, Chrome really stepped up this season. He really that did. whole sequence was the highlight for the season, no question. Yeah. Chrome just stepping up, being awesome, being like, "Hey, what's up? Yeah, I'm a scientist. Screw you." It's one of the best things I've ever seen. Right. It, we've we got to see growth. It was, and especially with a character that I think a lot of people found endearing. I know I did. I know he's not my favorite. I mean, Senku obviously is just because he's very atypical. He doesn't fight. He can't fight. He can't do anything, but he uses his mind to really like make things work the way that he wants to. Um, he's like a, a more innocent uh, Sora from uh, Game, No Game to Life <laughs> kind of thing with that. So I enjoy that type mm -hmm. of archetype with characters where they really have thought out everything. And Senku really has, you know, and he, he makes no bones about any type of risk that I like. And so I, I wonder if like we weren't able to re like Chrome obviously got his moment to shine, but I don't feel like we got enough from all the other side characters or even the new characters that come out. Like a lot of the guards that Gen was mm -hmm. able to allure with his, uh, I don't know what to say, his catfishing. <laughs> so to say, um, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things, but like those guards, Very impressive. it is, but like those guards, um, they have their own stories and stuff that kind of get a little more fleshed out in the manga. And so not really being able to kind of see that was, again, a little kind of, you know, brings it down. So it, yeah. it felt like it was mostly just Senku, Sukasa, and Chrome. And that was really... And, and, and again, I'll give Gen in that as well. But it just felt like that. Like, I, I wish that we had more time with Yuzuriha when we found out what she's been doing this whole time. That was such a mind blower. When right? I, that. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's her secret mission? Oh man, that's crazy. Right? And it made sense too with how Senku uh was at least thinking, like, hey, you know, this could work here, this could work. you know, like 
it, it was kind of like very grasping at straws, but it's like, hey, what else do we have to lose? We're in the stone world now. Um, but it's definitely, um, it was it was definitely like a heartwarming moment. Like it's just, I'm not gonna lie, I need more Yuzuriha in this because I felt like she really keeps everything grounded so much. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. She's a very fantastic character. Yeah. Um, I enjoy her quite a bit whenever she's there. I, I also want more Taiju, but I know that that's coming because I am also a manga reader. My biggest problem, though, actually, isn't even the anime's fault, and that's just Tsukasa. <laughs> Somebody mm. hit the good guy's flag on him. I, that was a big point on your retrospective, which you should check out at Uh Laser did a wonderful retrospective that we usually do um, when shows kind of finish their totality and since we don't know if season three is even being pr- pr- uh, produced at least i don't know is it any info on that i haven't I heard, heard it, but yet. i also wouldn't doubt right no oh, wait 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 well yeah yeah it is oh it is okay so season three yeah. is in production um we haven't really yeah, we seen... got a little preview got you thank oh, you right thank I you thank you that. so them and the pirate ship so there is you know there's going to be more which is great to learn and i think kind of one of the biggest I wouldn't say necessarily like red flags because it's something that Laser has talked about. Uh, so director of social media, Celia Rose, has talked about. Myself, Sketch, a lot of us have. It's very weird when all of a sudden you make a antagonist do just a 180. It's, it's very weird. Mm. And I'm not saying it was bad necessarily. But I think what makes this one like particularly kind of something where you're like, eh, was just how this man was murdering a ton of people. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, flip, but I was doing this for my sister. You know what I mean? It's just like, it, it's tough for me to, like, to kind of get around I enjoy where that. they eventually take him in the manga, to be honest. But, the tr- like, I'm glad the transition happened, because there's a more interesting character on the other end of it. But the transition is handled really poorly. And why do Honestly, you say that? his transition, his, well, I'll, you go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm curious, Laser. The character that we eventually get with him, and I, I don't want to spoil too much because manga only territory, but the character we get with him later on gets more fun, gets more interesting. It's I enjoy having him around more. And so I'm glad he's there. I'm glad that they didn't just go with, oh, I'm a bad guy. And now I'm dead. Or, oh, I'm a bad guy. And now I'm in jail. I'm glad that they did something more with him that more is, you know, use with him. Mm. I just feel like the turn from I am going to murder all of the impure adults because I want a pure world to okay, I'm beaten. Uh, I really just want to save my sister anyway, but I don't feel like I did was wrong. It's just kind of poorly handled. I think it could work theoretically. Um, Really Theoretically. It was just clumsy. It was very clumsy. And Honestly, this doesn't detract from my enjoyment of the season. I still enjoy the story. It's a good story. Literally, that is the 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 problem that I have. I have no other problems. In fact, I have quite a bit of, of positives. It's 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 worth noting on, but oh, 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 it doesn't undo everything else. that's amazing. Mm, I, I think. Oh, sorry, sketch. I just I wanted to at least say for Laser's sense, it's like I. I don't see why you think that's such like a controversial opinion. I know that you've been kind of worried with, ex- you know, expressing these types of things. I think that's I don't think very that's credible. All right. No, I think I think it makes a lot of sense because to me, I feel like when reading it, it was almost as if to try to add a type of <gasps> moment kind of thing instead of like and instead of getting that type of reaction it was more like, well, where did this come from? You know what I mean? Like it felt weird. It did feel mm. weird. 
um, even when I read it. Um, I was hoping that the anime would take, you know, the chance by adapting it to maybe foreshadow it a little bit better and set it up a little bit better. Not like a lot, obviously. They're still going to follow the story. But I was hoping for, for minor filler scenes where maybe it's <laughs> like, focus on, hey, I, what about my sister? Or 11 episodes will do that to you, won't it? Yeah, 11 episodes will do that to it where that's not going to happen. Yeah, if they... Because he explains it to the others like, I took this upon myself as this sin because I felt it was was right. What, what would you have done in that situation? So if we had had maybe a scene where he contemplated, like even for a moment, it's like, did I, am I doing the right thing? You don't well, get even, anything. You even, don't get anything like that. Even short of that, have him, you know, pummel a rock and just kind of be like, I wish I didn't have to do that. Yes. Still doing it. You don't even have to have him hesitate. Just momentary, I wish I didn't have to do that. Even something as simple as that, a one-time line, well, that would actually would have gone lengths for something like that. Because up to this point, he's really shown no mercy to any stoned person who he thought shouldn't be saved, which is pretty harsh. But yeah. apparently he's kept track of all of them and knows where all of their pieces are and all of them. That actually goes a bit to help. Um, because if he legitimately kept track, that means that, that po- after the fact, so it's not the best choice, but... It at least kind of mitigates, okay, this man's been thinking about it. You didn't tell us he was thinking about it, but he's at least been thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, you, you, you could tell that it, it's good that, that they did that. Uh, frankly, I want to go back to the first season where it's such a heel turn where they're, you know, they're friends. It's kind of tumultuous at first, but it really seems like they're, they're going to be good friends and he's, he's going to be helpful. And he's like, well, you're too smart, and I gotta kill you. It's like, oh, dang, okay. That's what Sketch uh, did to me on a previous episode. And yeah, we just got him back for the Dragon Balls, it's fine. And now we gotta wait a whole year until they yeah. activate again. But it's alright. So, in a way, I kind of feel like he's done two 180s kind of arbitrarily. I can definitely agree with that, with that character. So I'm curious then, Sketch, does, and Laser, you can chime in on this as well, too. Does that ruin the character overall for you? Because I'll be honest, no, I do no, kind of no, like Tsukasa. Tsukasa is, no. is an interesting character. He's very charismatic. Uh, obviously, Ian Sinclair does a great job, so does the Japanese voice actor. So it's he's an interesting character. Like, like you said, even though what he's doing is arguably wrong, you can kind of get it. You, you understand why it would why he would choose to go this way I mean, his you know his whole life experience really leads up to it. it you can totally get that and he also makes for an interesting antagonist because well, he's, a, he's a foil he's, to everything Senku's exactly you know, preaching he, he absolutely is and he's he's also uh, a, a serious threat and capable of a lot. I, I couldn't think of maybe... It, is there a better antagonist for this situation? Probably not. I think, no, I, I think I it works very so. well in that regard. But at the same time, I just really loved when they teamed up again against... Uh, <laughs> against Joe, a real Joe, jerk. Yoga. Yeah, against a real jerk. It's like, I don't know who my favorite character is in this season, but it sure ain't Yuga. <laughs> <laughs> what a jerk! But at least he looks uh, cool. That's the point jerk. where I had to write when I was writing my article. I'm like, 
and you know she falls yoga for some reason oh that's such a such a oof such such a bad idea i mean up to that point i suppose uh, i mean she obviously would have no reason to expect hugo to be a bad guy because hugo is uh buddies with my brother or or, you know whatever yeah but everybody else should have been way more attuned to the red flags red flags everywhere i'll tell you the 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 immediate red flag to me was when they use the nitroglycerin and they blow up a piece of a tree and he's like this is magnificent i'm like oh (laughs) oh oh no I mean, my the first red flag for me is probably season one where he's just like, "Oh, you guys, yeah, I'm kicking you down into the into the uh, fumes." Spot. Right there, there is that too, which he of course blames on Senku. Yeah, not, not true. Senku does not kill people. I'm just glad Sen- to get this Senku type of reaction to, from you guys with these characters. Goes to great, great lengths oh, not to kill people because here we got Ukio. It's a very Ukiyo. interesting character. That's my bro like, this season. He's like. You know what? This this whole breaking stone people that that's that's murder, and we should stop doing it. <laughs> so if you can figure out a way that we can end this conflict without any bloodshed, except for apparently his own, <laughs> uh, that uh, that's a tall order. But what do you know? They pull it off. The power of paper airplanes, everyone. But it's like what. <laughs> It'd be completely a context thing. When he gets the, it was a spear. One of, it was one of, uh, was it Sukasa or Hyuga who hit Ukio? I forget. But either way, he gets he gets stabbed by a spear, right? Yeah. And <laughs> and then they just leave him there. They don't they even just tend leave to leave him there. You know, I would. It would have been That's totally fine. out of character, but he's, he's all like. By the way, guys, I'm part of the bloodshed. Uh, don't let me die or the deal's off. <laughs> <laughs> that actually would have been really good. I like that idea. Uh, uh, I think uh, this is part of the problem with adapting the manga because in the manga, they can like pan away from it and you, you have the panels focused on all the other characters. But when you have these wide shots and he's just there, just, yeah. just on the ground, bloody, probably dying... <laughs> And it there's probably like, helped that I read the manga first because I really should have had someone, anyone assisting him. Because you know it's just fine. He he bit. gets up and he's like, "Well, now we got nitroglycerin arrows. What are you gonna do about that?" As he's dying, <laughs> I've been very badly shot and I'm speared, but I've got airplanes. <laughs> and they yeah, boom. they make the nitroglycerin. That is just. So God, sketch, no, seriously. Sketch, just is... listening to you right now, you really enjoyed season two, didn't you? How could you not? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's... well, uh, I'm gonna, I'm at gonna, a, at, a, at a point, I, I just reveled in the ridiculousness of everything, like Taiju screaming into the shield. Like at this point, there's legitimately superpowers in here. Ukio has super hearing, and Taiju has super voice and super strength, and Tsukasa has super strength. And Yuzuria has super hand coordination. It's like, it's insane. I only say it jokingly because I'm kind of like, well, I didn't see you guys really talking about it much on Toonami when it aired. <laughs> and I mean, that's just me teasing. I may have been late to that party. I know, no I know. I wasn't usually in a good position to live tweet it, honestly. Yeah, so, no, I'm, so I'm, honestly, I'm honestly just teasing. But about that, Laser, 
I feel like from doing your retrospective, Dr. Stone got a lot of attention online, didn't it? It really did. Um, it was really surprising for me because I completely missed all of that when it happened. When I was writing that retrospective, I wanted to make sure and include the, the community's reactions because that's important. And honestly, I legitimately initially just searched, you know, Dr. Stone with people that I follow because I follow a decent amount of people in the community. And I'm just finding so much stuff and then so much stuff that connects to other stuff and to other stuff. I'm just like, oh, my God, this blew up. It really makes me wonder, like, how beloved this is through a Toonami fan aspect. And Sketch, I'm, I'm curious, it's a point that you've brought up on different shows along those lines. Do you think that the cast joining with the fans really makes a difference? Oh, absolutely. I, I think there there were a lot of people who were live tweeting. You had the voice of Yuzuriha, Brittany Lotta. You had the voice of Chrome, Matt Shipman. You had um, Tristan McGuire, the voice of uh, Ruri. I think those three were the primary ones, and sometimes other people would chime in. You would, you would certainly get Gen. Yeah, yeah, you'd uh, occasionally get Brandon McInnes. He really liked. He really liked our tweet about um, Gen going, you know, flawless mode. Yeah, <laughs> which I thought was funny, and I do believe Felicia and Jill did on the debut of season two on Toonami, at least. But I, I, I think that Go that. Ahead. I think that because Kohaku is best girl. I mean, Kohaku is I mean, the best. How do you we needed more Kohaku, personally. We definitely needed more Kohaku. And definitely I, and I, I know it's not like a real thing, but I ship her with Senku so much, and I love it. They complement each other so well. Sure. <laughs> I, I love actually it. Actually, see that very much. <laughs> they do. Like Senku has <laughs> no business of that whatsoever, but it's like they just complement each other so well. It's not even like I want them. They it, really do. It's not like the shipping thing is like go on kiss now. It's just more like. Dude, you guys really do like you each have your strengths and weaknesses, and you and you both like fill the weakness of the other so flawlessly. I love it. So they get each other very, and so well, and they also argue like a married couple. Well, they, I mean, Senko yeah. argues with everyone. Really, I mean, you could argue well, yes, that with Chrome and Gen. He, I mean, but who else does he call a gorilla? Uh, Taiju. Point. <laughs> all right top so it depends on the way he he, he goes we could have two potential uh love interests then. there we go there we go and so basically sketch i'm curious if you think that dr stone might have been this like perfect storm right where you had not only cast you know periodically checking in and tweeting with fans as well as you know the general refreshing kind of feel that you get from dr stone I mean, don't forget, Toonami had it airing right right after uh, My Hero Academia, so it was second billing, mm-hmm. which is great for for a new show oh, like yeah. that. You know, do you think that like it culminated into having this such a like fanfare for Toonami viewers of Doctor Stone? I would say so. I I think. I mean, I can only speak to my own experience, but I was constantly seeing people tweeting about Doctor Stone. Doctor Stone is just a fun show to watch and even to rewatch. So. I, I think a lot of people just enjoy the experience and talking about it. And though it's uh, time on the block is has not been terribly long, it, it definitely leaves an impression. So I guess then that makes me, and this is a question now for, for all you guys, and I'll answer myself. What do you think Dr. Stone's legacy really is now that we're kind of at least finished for now? Obviously, as we mentioned, season three is, you know, in the works. Don't know if that'll be on Toonami, right? Like we can't, assume shows will be on the block especially with the changing landscape for the anime industry itself um so Uh, no no no, no, no. you can you can be negative nancy's i'm not trying to be i'm just saying 
there's a chance of that. Look at a uh, classic example, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, you know, as an example. Yep. So I want to know from your guys' point of view, and I'll start with you, Laser, being, you know, the Dr. Stone mega fan compared to myself and Sketch. What do you think its legacy of its run on Toonami would be, especially considering that, you know, we had cast members really, you know, talking about it with the fans. You had fans that were genuinely interested in the series, as well as like, getting an encore run. I mean, they don't pick popular or they don't pick, you know, shows that aren't as popular to do that. Well, I think the legacy is the proof that you can be fresh air and be and take off. You don't have to be a Dragon Ball Super rerun the 12th time. I'm joking, but uh, I you take that back right now. We need that back. We need it back at 11. Do it for the memes. Uh, but legitimately you don't have to be that. Dr. Stone has proven and then proven again now that we're back and now we're rerunning. You can be something new and different and still mm-hmm. take off and take off massively. Maybe not Dragon Ball Super numbers, but good enough. I was going to say, like, probably where they feel comfortable. Because I think that's the main argument of, you know, moving Dragon Ball Super, you know, lower compared to when it would start off the block. Because it's consistent. But is it consistent enough to warrant it staying there? And I think maybe Toonami's feeling like that it doesn't have to be. Maybe. Maybe. But I don't know. You know, that's something that we can speculate on if we really want to. I personally don't really care <laughs> i mean you could have dragon ball super right after yashihime i really don't care uh, it's one of those types of things where it, it's interesting to see this type of evolution and i feel like sketch has more to say on that at least just because he's written about it uh, quite a number of times um but i guess you could say sketch like what do you feel about you know dr stone's good showing uh with its debut second season its encore run like it feels like it strengthens the type of sentiment that you feel that might be infiltrating cartoon network or i should say adult swim but you get what i mean yeah i think it's a little too early to tell what the lasting impact of uh, dr stone will be but i i think for the time it was the right show at the right time and people enjoyed it and we'll probably have fond memories of it uh, whether or not we get more Especially that promo too. The season two promo was so good. Oh, I I, I honestly oh, watched that like it once was a, a week. Very good promo. Oh, I promo. really I really loved it. Where all of a sudden you just have like the beat drop when you see the butterfly like when uh, Sukasa is explaining how like awful everything was, and then you had like the speed up and show Senku shooting the gun. I was like, oh my god, that was cut so well. Oh, I it loved was. it. Um, and so while sketch, you say it's a little early to tell. Do you think because of the episode length, it might be a little harder to judge it just because it wasn't as say as long as like fire force because i remember during our fire force conversation it's like wait fire force you were thinking legacy of fire force like wait fire force was on toonami as compared to something that might be more favorable and you're not quite sure just due to how maybe short it was maybe due to not having enough impact maybe i don't know so i'm I'm just like i said i'm trying to pick your brain on this kind of thing i mean there's no (laughs) it's not a science really uh some some things are remembered some things are forgotten or less remembered at least when it comes to the many many shows that have come and gone on tsunami over nearly 20 years <laughs> so in warriors everyone yeah well some things live in infamy that's true <laughs> <laughs> uh some and some things that will be fondly remembered like people love yu yu Hakusho. All things considered, it wasn't on Toonami for a terribly long time. 
not even all the episodes got to air on Toonami, but people remember and appreciate Yu Yu Hakusho is a good show. And there's other shows like that. I, I could see while Dr. Stone isn't necessarily going to be a My Hero Academia or a Dragon Ball. I would have said Black Clover. Or, I mean, I don't know what the lasting impact of Black Clover is going to uh, be, honestly. I'll tell you this. It's going to be better than Hunter Hunter. What? Uh, sketch. I have fight words over that one. No, uh, the, the reason why I'm saying this, and we'll get into this right now, the reason why I'm saying this, it has done more to ingratiate itself with Toonami fans, not anime fans. Toonami mm. fans, strictly sticking with Toonami, it Black Clover has been the thing. It's just has it really? Yes, I'm the one. I'm the when, one awake. I see cause, it. Because when Hunter Hunter was on, people really liked watching Hunter Hunter. It died and... down. It definitely died down. And I trust me. I've I've lo- sketch. I've looked it up believe it or not because i had this argument before with paul and i'm like you really think it was doing that well and then i showed the decline and it's like okay maybe it wasn't as good as we thought at least in reception wise no i will swear on this on my grave black clover has made more of an impact with toonami fans than hunter hunter even more i would even say more than my hero academia because don't forget my hero academia had the simulcast runs that kind of really got itself on the map more so I feel like thanks to Toonami, Black Clover's been more beloved than hated because it used to be hated. Oh, did people hate it? Oh, it used to have a lot of hate. I'll give you that. Yeah. You, uh, you might be right in that regard. No, I, 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 I would say I would say Black. Yeah, I would say Toonami did a lot more for Black Clover than it did for My Hero Academia. Not My only... Hero Academia and Demon Slayer are both way more popular outside of toonami right and i would say the same thing with hunter hunter are you kidding like to me hunter hunter is one of the best things one of the best animes to get in it's so fun and good but i think when you're going with toonami fans i think people will look at black clover more than hunter hunter and and that's just you know kind of the legacy type of question of why i bring it up with like dr stone recently since it just finished I find these types of conversations interesting because we really get to see the minds. Because like I said, we have Laser's point of view, we have your point of view, and we have my point of view, and they're all different. And I think like if we meshed them all together, we might get a more coherent picture of what the legacy of Dr. Stone could be by listening to all our point of views, right? And that's and that's just how I look at it when I, when I, whenever I discuss these types of questions when it comes to like a series that might, may or may not be back kind of thing. And I find it fun. I really do. And I think Dr. Stone, despite its low episode count, really did do a lot of ingratiating itself within a fandom because I think Toonami fans love the show. I really do. I think they love it more so than a lot of like maybe the more mainstream stuff. I, I, I don't know why, but it feels like Dr. Stone gives the Toonami vibe more than like a My Hero, like a Demon Slayer. You And what I mean by that. You expect My Hero Academia. You expect Demon Slayer to be on Toonami. Dr. Stone, you might have some people like myself and Laser and even Sketch who would be like, yeah, let's get it on. But I don't think people really quite saw the appeal until they actually experienced it on Toonami. And that's kind of, that. and that's kind of the thing where I look at when it comes to its like legacy. So I think it's going to be, not, I wouldn't say, you know, as beloved as like you, Hakusho or things like that. But I do think people are going to remember it maybe before Fire Force sketch, <laughs> as, just to keep a, uh, a running gag. You know what I mean? But And I think it's not like a token type of, oh, we're going to remember Dr. Stone. I think people genuinely liked it. 
it's different as Sketchhead, refreshing. They have some wonderful characters. Like, I wish we could have gotten more Kohaku, but she's still wonderful in everything she's in. Yuzuriha's heart, my God, I want to protect her with my life. Taiju is such a such a bro, and I love it. And then you have Senku, who I just love the brainy type. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it really complements. Like, they have a complement of characters that really make it so it just fits well with the diverse group that might be watching Toonami, right? I, I just, you get that type of feel from the show itself. So I, I really do think it's going to be not like this monster hit of like, oh, back in the day we watched Dr. Stone, you know? I think it's going to be more along the lines of like where people remember older shows that maybe aren't as popular. And, and it would be like one of the first ones that are like, it might be looked at as like an underrated type of show. Honestly, I could see it being compared to something like Big O, where it had a big yeah. and kind of faded away. Because yeah, kind of remember it. Yeah, and, and it's unique, and its uniqueness is what's going to keep it around. In the head. Mm-hmm. whether or not it's a big deal or not, its uniqueness will keep it memorable. Yes, and and not in the same way that the uniqueness of Pop Team Epic keeps it memorable. Oh not gosh. not calling that a bad show. I'm not doing that. I like the it's memes. Fine. I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie. I love the memes, it's, man. It's a, it's a fine show, but Doctor Stone's definitely more palpable to uh just think <laughs> to, to the general tsunami audience. Just think Pop Team Epic walks so we can have other random ass shows run. Amen. <laughs> I, I can't I, I cannot disagree with that. That's why you've never <laughs> seen me complain about that have been aired back in the day. Even though it's so not my thing. To be fair, it's not my thing either. I've become like such a pop team epic stand because the fact that Paul and Sketch allowed me to do like a marketing technique with it that really worked so well. Oh, nice. that was fun. That was so much fun. Sketch, we blew. I think have I like we blew up on that and like in a good way too because I was I was generally excited because I've heard you know the memes, I've heard the stories, and so getting to like do weird kind of stuff to help promote it i i I bet you like adult swim's like yo thank you on that one we needed it for that one (laughs) so and we even tried that for dr stone right we had toonami news turn into professor senku to give you stone tidbits which i thought was kind of neat could have maybe done a little better in a sense of way we attacked it but you know not everything's always going to be you know a slam dunk so it's fun and think about it this way sketch we actually did something for that, for Dr. Stone, as compared to maybe another series. So I think it's going to have that mm. type of, as mm-hmm. Laser was saying, that kind of cult remembering of, yo, Dr. Stone was legit. Why don't people talk about this on Toonami as much, you know? I I, re- I think Laser got hit it on the nose with that. One, one thing in the back of my mind is I feel like a lot of recent episodes we've done on Tsunami Faithful, where we're talking about particular shows, we're like... Okay, well, I kind of enjoyed this, but we all kind of agree that it was also not so great. But now we're talking about Dr. Stone is like, finally, some delicious food. <laughs> yeah. Sketches Hell Gordon yeah. Ramsay. <laughs> finally, some fucking good food. <laughs> oh, like, man. despite like some of the nitpick, I do consider the complaint to have, honestly, to almost be a nitpick. Yeah. I really enjoyed this season. I enjoyed Even- the show overall quite a bit even a so-so episode of dr stone is more enjoyable than most of the shows on toonami at the time yeah, <laughs> yeah not black clover I, that's <laughs> I cannot speak for black clover i will not speak for black clover i will the only thing i could say about black clover is i liked it a lot more when i started reading the manga 
Oh yeah, the manga is fire. Oh, the manga is absolute fire. But laser, we got Charmy. We need I mean, more we do have Charmy. Charmy. Oh, I mean, I got nothing bad to say about the, the overall story. I just the anime. I mean, the manga is like Tabata does wonderful art. <laughs> very gifted, very mm-hmm. gifted. And so, kind of to end this episode, I want to know what your guys' favorite moment or favorite scene or favorite episode of the season. Uh, Laser, I've been starting a new lots of sketch. What would be your favorite moment or scene from season two? Jeez, there's so much to pick <laughs> from, man. Well, you can start listing them. You don't have to stop with just one. I think it's fair uh, enough. There's only uh, uh, there's only three of us, so I mean, we got some time. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, uh, single solitary most like <gasps> moment was uh when they get the phone planted over by Senku's grave and uh. Taiju digs it out and they get to talk for the first time in here. I'm like, oh, oh, this is a beautiful moment. <laughs> Such a beautiful moment. Uh, there's so many cool science gadgets that they come up with in this season. Like they build a freaking tank. From Sketch a wants engine. his own tank. He wants his own tank. We're going to cover this thing in paper. It's like paper paper shields i was like oh my gosh he made carbon fiber hell yeah that's wild and of course they start out with freeze drying the rum and it's like it's cup of noodles everybody (laughs) cup of noodles (laughs) the perfect meal for when you're waging battle uh this wasn't much of a stone war more like a stone skirmish I'd even say it's not even a stone battle. I think skirmish is the right word yeah, for that skirmish, fight. Skirmish, yeah, yeah, that's that's like how I feel about um civil war. <laughs> Marvel Civil War. That that was just a skirmish. Come on now. <laughs> but uh but it was a great airplane uh, airport fight, that's for sure. Uh there's there's just so many cool moments like when they're building the steam engine, and old man Kazuki's like, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> I'm just sad because Chrome isn't here to see it. <laughs> and they make Gen test drive the thing because he's the only one of the driver's license. <laughs> it's like, you uh, you really follow the rules, don't you, Senku? <laughs> oh, man. So, so many great moments. So, so many clever things. And then you got Chrome. Getting himself out of jail with a little help from Ukio, which is good. And also Chrome being interrogated by Sukasa is like, I'm a scientist. Is like, you know that I don't like scientists, right? Yes, but I am a proud scientist. All right, off the cliff with you. Oh. That's easily one of mine, too. And I love how he just goes up and he's like, you're a jerk, and I'm a scientist. Screw you. Yeah. Yeah. So he, <laughs> he gets himself out. So they don't have to rescue him. And then they're like trying to come up with some kind of scientific weapon in the cave, in the miracle cave. And they're like, all right, well, why am I taking all this like animal poop into my hands and mixing it together with this? Like, well, it, it, it won't come out to be much of a weapon. But if we're lucky, it's like, if we're lucky, Senku, you have terrible luck. And sure enough, they don't. But they thankfully do have uh, some sulfurina. It's so funny that they call that. <laughs> some sulfurina from their opening volley. And it's like, ah. Oh. But then 
you get the tag team with Sukasa and Senku. And Senku rigs a taser using the parts from the battery. It's like, it's so wild. Ugh. Such a fun show. Too, too many great moments. As you can tell, Sketch is a big fan of Dr. Stone. Laser, it is now your turn. <laughs> it is now your turn. Give give us the same type of spiel, right? Your favorite moments, oh, your man, favorite scene. Was, a lot of those are the same, but there are some other ones. I love how they used information war- warfare to keep uh, Homura off them and mm. capture her and keep her from getting places just by using their own communication skills, showing how something as simple as a radio makes a huge difference. I know they're calling it a phone, but let's be real, it's a radio. Yeah, it's a radio. Stop calling it a cell phone. It's not a cell phone. It's a, not a cell phone. But you know what? Radios are important. And Absolutely. just being able to be that smart to use that, oh, that that just got me going. I loved that. Um, of course, the, the, the meeting of uh of uh senku and taiju for the first time forever and taiju just being like Zanku! like taiju you might not want to scream that oh sorry Zanku! okay okay taiju you just taiju's got to be taiju you know what what are you gonna do he's he's our, our dr stone version of goku or luffy or gone take your pick i loved the sequence with um the guard Nikki and again trying to be like, I'm totally this lady. I'm the biggest fan. No, you're not. And then they're like, uh, uh, play the music quick. And that wins her over because she wants to help preserve that oh, music. Oh, and she oh, oh but Sen- Senku, Senku figures out the measurements based on oh thinking of an old photo. Yep. Yep, yep, Senku's sciencing out the measurements, and I'm like, you would never give the real measurements. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. I, I quite enjoyed that. Um, I have a note here, and I have to say, I have to, to, to say this, but Chrome's stupidity also shows his strength. Mm. I'm a scientist! This is the stupidest thing you could have said, Chrome. The dumbest thing you could have possibly... But it also is balls of cast mm-hmm. iron steel. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. wow. Oh, um, oh, but like it's okay. Chrome, they're not going to kill him. As long as he keeps quiet, but it's Chrome. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should hurry up. <laughs> we should hurry up. And I love how that comes like right after he mouths off to Tsukasa. It's, it's, they, they know him too well. Honestly, uh, I I I love the character Ukio. Um, I had probably way too much information about Ukio in my first draft of that retrospective, just because I love that character so much. Having him go so far as to like, where did you find him? Uh, the Miracle Cave. Okay, something's up with you. Uh, and then of course he's also the one sneaks the battery, which is amazing. But I think the biggest thing that hit me that we haven't really talked about is when the elders of Ishigami Village are like, yeah, no, we trust you. We know you've got this. We're staying put. Just that one got me going crying like, oh, my God, these people have that much faith in them. That's amazing. And that that was a real heartfelt emotional moment. That's some really good stuff. Really, really one, good one, stuff. One more funny moment when Senku's like, geez, Yoga, what are you like some – shy high school student trying to confess your love to me got bad news for you dude i'm already married he's <laughs> like wait a yes, minute i'm actually divorced, divorced. <laughs> i did love that that was amazing yeah it's good because he can't marry rory 
is to marry Kohaku. And that's something I, I, that I gotta give. The same line there. I gotta give Doctor Stone credit. They do comedy really well. They really oh, do. Absolutely. And like, it's funny. A lot of my favorite moments, believe it or not, are like the fault faces that Yuzuriha would get. My the first one where Senku's like, "Ah, break all the people you want." Yuzuriha will just fix it. And she's like, "Uh, uh, maybe we maybe we shouldn't do that." Uh, don't do Who that. Who's do gonna put that together? Uh, they got that corrupt cop guy putting the people back together. Oh yeah. <laughs> but no, Yuzuriha had so many good like fault faces, and like especially when she walks in on Senku operating on or not operating but killing Sukasa. No, he's just like he's just like turning around like nothing to see here and they're all kind of like looking at each other like yeah nothing's here Yuzuriha you could just walk away and she's like oh god oh god oh god what's happening but honestly I loved your tweet on that you can't trust him he's a doctor oh exactly you can he is a doctor but honestly it, and this is going to sound so weird well i guess not so much i think you know my favorite invention was the flashbangs that we got to see like right mm. at the beginning cuz i i just thought that fight or not really fight but that capture mission was so freaking cool Especially when Kohaku's like, how could she move mm-hmm. like that? I've never seen a body do this. And it's like, oh no, she doesn't know about gymnasts. That's really cool. And like seeing um, Senku use a flashbang, like I'm an FPS player, you know, I'm a nerd with that. So I'm just like, flashbang, let's go. And like, I just, I love that. So it was just, it was really cool seeing that type of a uh, guerrilla warfare. How do they move so well with those kinds of shoes? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. But they did. I have another. I have another thing to post. Raw strength? So, Question mark? Early, early in the series, he makes soap, and he calls it the Dr. Stone. I was like, but is perhaps the real Dr. Stone the petrification? Because it can seemingly cure anything. Yeah. I'm, I'm not touching that. Basically, there's a lot of good stuff. And for me, to kind of wrap it all up, the stare down when Senku finally meets Sukasa right at the end. Boy. Oh, the yeah. tension Chills. the tension it was really good it was really oh, good but, but we also I have mean, to talk about that that conversation that they have <laughs> when uh <laughs> i mean it's funny that he brings up super mario of all things he's like <laughs> super mario he eats some mushrooms he's tripping balls that, <laughs> that line was and it's like but it's it's a poignant moment Sukasa's like why why are you making small talk right now it's like well what's wrong with small talk it's it like, is you kind of it hits you with like Senku really thinks this is a serious moment to do that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, it's he has, he has no idea if he'll ever be able to revive him, which is you know it's hard for him. But <laughs> an eye for an eye in this case, <laughs> death for a death. I mean, can you really call yourself best friends if you haven't tried to kill each other? At least that's what I've learned. I mean, uh, not according to Naruto logic. <laughs> well, according to our Toonami faithful waifu and husbandu episodes, apparently that's sound logic. So, I mean, I'm just going by you what know, the kids have told it's me. True. It's true. It's, Besides, it's true. how else do you play Splatoon? Ooh, I do like Splatoon. Ah, I do yes, like Splatoon. of course. Or Among Us. Among Us, Among Us. Or Among Us, Smash Brothers, or Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. as we, you know, digress Every first person shooter. into random conversations in the middle of an episode, as we generally do on TFP, we would like to know, what are your favorite moments of Dr. Stone? Are you going to be watching the Encore run? Are you interested in re-seeing uh, scenes and inventions that you might have missed? Make sure to tell us. We'd love to see the responses of all the Dr. Stone fans of their favorite moments of when they're on Toonami. And I can say that because I won't see them. Our social media team will. And so they'll have to deal with it if you get too uh, weird. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Not my problem. Uh, but on that note, I think we will wrap it up there. So as we do often on the show, 
some house cleaning. Yeah, yeah. You can email us at podcast at tsunamifaithful.com you can follow us on facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and on twitter at tsunami podcast you can listen to the podcast on just about everything including itunes google music spotify if it hosts podcasts you can hear the tsunami faithful podcast i promise you you can find every episode of the podcast to stream online at soundcloud.com slash tsunami faithful podcast. And don't forget, you can get the latest news by following Toonami News on Twitter, where we have editorials, retrospectives, as we've mentioned many times before, interviews, you name it. We try to be your number one place for Toonami News. Thus the name. And make sure you check us out on our website at tsunamifaithful.com. And... If you ever so inclined, make sure to, to subscribe to the Tsunami Faithful Pass at patreon.com slash tsunamifaithful.com. Uh, you can get all our behind-the-scenes interviews from our documentary, What Tsunami Means to Me. Just recently, we released the one with Stefan Martello, which I really liked. A lot of uh, old-school kind of anime knowledge from Cartoon Network Tsunami days, like Tenchi Muyo, Outlaw Star, Gundam, and all that. It was, it was really good. It was really fun uh, getting to re-listen and re-edit that. So definitely check it out if you are so inclined on the Tommy Fable Pass. We try to give you some good stuff. I, I at least like it. <laughs> uh, and on that note, on that note, Laser, where can our lovely listeners find you? Oh, people can find me on Twitter at LaserKid Prime. Of course, you can find my articles here on Tsunami Faithful. Uh, you can hear me on the Dumb Weeps podcast, and you can occasionally hear me on the Demon Slayer podcast. Demon Slayer. I still need to see that movie. I have, I have the perfect, oh, I have the perfect excuse now. I have three days off starting today, so we got two more left. <laughs> do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Sketch, where could our listeners find you? Oh, you can find me on Sketch1984 on Twitter. And CJ, where can our listeners find you? In Genshin Hell. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at CJ Maferis. Uh Definitely check out the Toonami documentary if you haven't already. It's on our YouTube and Facebook pages. As I mentioned before, definitely check out the behind-the-scenes interview where you get to hear all the stuff that didn't make it into the documentary project. Uh, so like I say, always, interesting, always some interesting stuff uh, that I'm sure people would probably enjoy getting to hear. And I am doing weekly reviews as if I'm not busy enough. I am doing weekly reviews for Fena, Pirate, Princess. It's been so fun to do. I really like it. I really like doing it more so than like, I'm enjoying the show. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to talk about it too much because we have a whole nother podcast for that. Um, We sure do. But I really enjoy that I've been able to do it for this, especially since A, I like the show. B, it was the one I was most excited for. And it's funny how after I started doing it on Sunday, more people were releasing theirs on Sunday as well. So I'm just like, oh, oh, it felt nice. Um, So I've really been enjoying that type of uh, fanfare with it. Seems like a lot of people have been enjoying it. It's been doing really, really well online as well. So I hope you take the time to check them out, you know, and give them my honest opinion of the series. Maybe someday if I'm not working when they want to record a Fenicast episode, I can be on it. But um it's been good stuff it's been really fun it's i'm really happy to kind of flex the muscles in my brain that i haven't uh done in a while so hopefully you can check those out on our website at tsunamifaithful.com uh just you know type fenipire princess and i'm sure the review will pop up up to five we're almost halfway done we're almost halfway done already time goes by so fast we're halfway there on that note uh that's it 
for the Tanami Faithful Podcast episode. I hope you guys enjoyed listening. I hope you were smiling over the funny jokes in Dr. Stone, reliving the epic moments, and maybe even uh, smiling at some of the more touching moments that Dr. Stone had. And by all means, make sure you tell us what your favorite moments were. Because it's a show we all really like. It's something we all really championed. And I'm really glad it had its uh, time to shine on Toonami. Especially as early as it did. That's that's pretty nice for a show like that. Uh, but on that note, we will see you around. Thank you for listening. And to another episode. See you then. Get excited. <laughs>